What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday. It is a new day. We got some interesting stuff. We got a special guest. We're going to get into it right now. But really quick, before we get started, hit that like button, smack it, lay the smack down on the like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your peoples, 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 peoples about the show so we can get the message out and the subscribers up. You guys know how it goes. You still got time. Do it now. Uh, topics to be covered. I'm actually going to save that. We're going to save revealing what the topics are going to be covered. But um, we got some good stuff. Also, remember, as some of you guys know, and those who don't know, it is a talk show, so you can call in at 888-775-3773, and we could talk about past shows, current show topics at any topic at hand whatever you want to get into we can talk about it we can argue we can we can disagree we can agree fellowship whatever you want to do i'm down for it so let's get into it um really quick if you cannot call in but you still have a question or comment or you just want to support the show you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash joel friday tv the link is in the description and there you can send your question or comment, and I will read it live on air. I've been doing pretty good with them, huh, chat? I've been doing pretty good. So you can do that, or you can go directly to YouTube and hit the Super Chat button, 
and send your question or comments there as well. You do have those options. I appreciate you guys tuning in. How's it going, chat? Nice, nice, nice. Last thing here is we are on audio podcast. So if you just want to listen to the audio only, the past shows, you can't podcast the past shows audio only by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Substack, all those podcasting platforms. I'm on there. Search Joel Friday TV podcast and you'll find those on there as well. So it is not live, but you can check out all my past episodes up until now. Amazing stuff. So today, as you guys see by that title, I have a special guest by the name of Jake Julius. Uh, Jake Julius is the host of a Rattlesnake TV. So he has a, um, a podcast himself uh, on his YouTube channel called Rattlesnake TV. And uh, he is in studio. So some of you guys don't know who he is. He was actually on Jesse Peterson's Fallen State a while back. Uh, I'm thinking like several months ago. And this morning, he was actually on Jesse Lee Peterson's radio show. So he's he's definitely been here a couple times. Uh, I think he's an interesting guy. He talked about some things today on Jesse's show that I want to ask him about. And uh, I think it'll be entertaining for you guys to uh, see. So um, welcome to the show. Jake, I appreciate you coming in. My pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Right on. Has anyone ever told you that you look like a guy called Loyal Kana? No, no, no. Have you ever heard of Loyal Kana? Uh-uh. He's a British rapper, and I swear you guys are twins. Really? <laughs> if you we, can, Asan, pull him look up. him up. It's L-O-Y-L-E, and then last name C-A-R-N-E-R. Loyal Kana. He's a British Lo- rapper? Loyal, loyal Kana. Oh, British loyal rapper. Kana. One of my favorite rappers. So. Right on. Pleasure to be with you, Siamese twin yeah. today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I appreciate uh, you coming into the show today. The reason why uh, I wanted to bring you on was um, you seem like a smart guy just in general. And uh, Jesse asked you about, I think he asked you about the dynamic between men and women. And he said, uh, specifically, you said, Men like to provide and women like to nurture. Hmm. And I wanted to ask you, among some other things, um, why do you think that though in the natural nature of things is men wanting to provide and women like wanting to nurture, why do you think women tend to reject this nowadays, even though that's like a, a natural thing? Well, I think it's to do with what you'd, we'd call like the sisterhood over everything. So last night, for example, I was on the whatever podcast and we were talking to these young ladies about this exact dynamic about men and women being providers and protectors and being, you know, diametrically opposite in their interests, but it being the perfect union. Right. And when I was telling these ladies, because they're young, 21 year old, very impressionable college student, feminist, that sort of thing. And when I was telling these young ladies about some truths and some facts in the order of the world, you know, God over man, man over woman, woman over child, and how this is the beautiful yin and yang of the world. And it actually is a beautiful and wonderful thing that creates balance and order in life. Um, They would just completely reject it. And it would almost be like my words would physically bounce off their head. But I think that, like I said, it's about the sisterhood and it's not not about the truth. Because feminism is actually very cultish in its, in its origins. Feminism is actually very occultish and it's got some Marxist origins as well. So if you look, there's a book called Occult Feminism 
by a lady named Rachel Wilson, and it goes through the whole entire history of feminism, and that's a must read. And I do think that there's this really tribal nature about feminism that it's almost like they they deify it. They they it's like their god is is feminism, and you can tell them facts and logic, and and unless they're extremely open open minded, they're not going to actually change their mind. So yeah, that's what I find, and it's it's almost like they've been programmed a condition to think that it's a bad thing that women are nurturers, and that's somehow lesser than men. Well, and so true what you're saying, and what's crazy is that. Um, I think exactly that it the programming like there's a natural way meaning like uh, the natural way women and men do certain things or like their interests right when people really pay attention to the things that they're into or even when it comes to I know we're talking about the dog thing and this morning but even when it comes to certain things there is a natural nurturing energy that women have but the programming, they're lost in the mind, it seems like, mm. especially nowadays, where the programming in the mind and all these things, mm. they believe these things that necessarily deep down they really don't believe, but they're caught up in all these, this, like, indoctrination. So I always wonder, like, how do you get somebody to see the truth? But then I also come to the conclusion that maybe you just can't get them. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like... Honestly, when I have conversations with, and like, this is a, like a disparate sort of range of girls that I was talking to last night, because a lot of girls actually pulled out from the show and didn't come to the show. Uh. So we had to go to the street and just go and talk to random girls. Uh. And I helped them out by doing that because, yeah. you know, like they, they needed a little bit of help doing it. So I was talking to girls and I was like, Hey, do you guys, do you guys want to do a podcast tonight? So these are random nice. girls from a cross section of the population nice. and they were um, like feminists and the conditioning was very strong. So it makes you think that it, the, there's a guy who called Rollo, I think his name's Rollo Tomasi says this, that um, feminism is in the air that they breathe. It's in, it's in the water that they drink. And it's almost, unless you're really shielded from it, then it's, it's very hard to escape, unfortunately. Mm. And like you said, it kind of makes you think that it, you, you can't tell people because it's the sisterhood over the truth sometimes. But I do believe that if, if they eventually come around to it, it's probably after 25 or maybe even after 30 sometimes when they start to realize that their biological clock is ticking and they're not going to be 22 forever sipping margaritas on a beach in Tulum. Right. So <laughs> do you think that, do you think that men can do anything to help the process or do you think men it's in men or it's responsibility of men to try to change them? Do you even think men can change them? I think, and this is maybe hopeful thinking, but I think that if men uh, lean into their own masculinity, then women will follow. Mm. Just like I think that if women were to lean into their femininity, then men will follow. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, because it's just the way of the world, that men do have to lead the way. So yeah. if men are leading into their masculinity and you know, plugging into a church and being plugged into other Christian men yeah. and other men with good values and building communities, women are going to see that and they're going to mm. think, Oh, well, this is what these guys want. And you're already seeing a lot of that, man. Like you're already seeing yeah. a lot of girls who are sort of taking that step and yeah. putting like uh, the cross in their bios on Instagram. And yeah. Even though they not, yeah. might not necessarily right. believe right. it, the right. seed is sort of planted where they believe, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe these guys that are actually, you know, have self-respect yeah. want, want a woman who has self-respect as well. So they're trying to project that. Yeah. And then I think that the next cultural shift that we're going to see is women actually moving towards, um, towards faith a little bit more. 
and towards that being cool and great again. Yeah, but I think yeah. that men have to lead the way, just as, yeah. as is the case. No, I agree. So you're basically saying that men in general have to be men again, meaning like masculine and, and stop trying to cater to the, the women and lead the way by being an example yeah. and then they'll just follow type of thing. And, and if you think about it, like what are the women in, in today's more modern toxic culture, who are the women that are exalted? If you could think about a, a few women who get exalted in the modern culture, who would you say? Taylor Swift, Nicki Minaj. Yep, yep. And so these are the examples that women are looking up to. Yeah. And I looked at the Billboard Top 100 today, I mean, a few days ago, and you look at every single woman on there, and it's the same story. Yeah. So these are the idols at the moment, and you've got the TikTok dancing sort of like uh, people getting all this attention. And unfortunately, we have a whole generation of men who are simps who are sort of giving them all of this attention yeah but the cultural pendulum needs to swing if we want yeah. to see a change in this and we need we need to be seeing principled and moral women who are being yeah. put up on a pedestal and it's our job as guys to put them up on that pedestal yeah but we're competing with a whole bunch of very yeah. very dark forces in certain industries yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like, yeah no I do you think that um because you said that the guys are being there's a lot of the simps mm. right and do you think that the problem is guys chasing women. Do you think that a, a a man should look for a woman in general when it comes to dating? Like, should he be out looking and uh, trying to find what, a woman? What I would say is that if a man is on his purpose and he's a mission-driven man, then he'll have a magnetism for women. Because if, if a guy is out there and he's working hard and he has other men who like look up to him and people who follow him and people who believe in his mission as well, it's a literal magnet. For women yeah so yeah. I, I don't think that you necessarily yeah. have to ch you don't have to chase women but if you find a woman that you appreciate and it's like a good moral christian woman fears god then you can court that woman i'd say that, nice. that that's a good thing to do but not chasing necessarily nice no i agree i where do you think that you've gotten these type of your 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 beliefs from like upbringing or where, where do they come from i would say i lost my dad when i was very young so I realized the effect of losing a father. And then for about 10 years, I was very, very lost from about the age of 14. Um, and like, it takes a little bit of hindsight. You don't realize when you're in the eye of the storm, but it takes a little bit of hindsight to realize the masculine influence that was lost in my life. Mm. And then I had a few, like a, a heartbreak when I was younger, my first love sort of thing. And then yeah. you look back on it and you just cringe so hard and you think, I can't believe I literally put my life aside for that. And then even after that, there was times <laughs> when I would like simp and do things like that, that were just really, really yeah. simpy. And the things yeah. that you see in the Hollywood notebook movies, because this is this, this is what right. is propped up as like what a nice guy looks right. like. And in the movies, like the, the dorky guy gets the girl, you know, she doesn't right. want the football player. She wants, so, <laughs> so all of this sort of stuff, you have yeah. to undo that conditioning. And I feel yeah. like in the last few years, I've, I've come into my own. There is always the risk as well, man, that, mm. you, that when, you can always go down the path of seeing all of these cultural influences, realizing it doesn't work for you and then becoming very nihilistic and becoming very much like, oh, well, you know, women are, women are terrible and society's lied to me. But at the end of the day, man, you, you have to own your own masculinity, right. man. You have to come into your own as a man because women can smell it on you. If yeah. you don't know who you are as a man. They can tell. And a lot of guys don't, a lot of guys, and I think just... Guys in general, it's very, and I just speak for all of them, including me, is that 
it's it's it can be hard separating those like say when you like somebody and you have like this interest for somebody there's those those feelings that want to come up and then you want to like hang out with them or be around them or talk to them or whatever the case is but there is that natural separation that should be there so you mm. can stay you know logical right yeah and not get caught up in the the whole thing but it seems as if um that idea of separation and being manly i never this is a new thing that's been introduced to me in my adult years mm. but growing up i never knew to not like just be going with your feelings like that or to think in a logical way yeah i was taught not even taught but i was just um raised in the society to like act upon them you know and, what I mean? and how do you feel like that that's changed in terms of the way that you interact with with women now uh, well, now it's a little bit different because now I see from like the influences around me for one, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson being one and and like, um, you know, just looking within myself, finding God, you know what I mean? Like really understanding what that meant and like overcoming these things and, and understanding what they are. That came um, after a while, after I started realizing all the relationships that I've been in were like not working. They were like very problematic. Yeah. Um, crazy stuff would happen in the relationships and I would end up being like, why would I behave that way? I would do like crazy things. And I just start to see over time that, um, the only way that's going to change or the only way. And I think it's ultimately just looking for manhood. I think it's just for me, just trying to figure out what it means to be a man and how to properly do these, uh, the proper way to go and, about and it. And oftentimes that means, because like we're, we're, we're people too, we, we have a heart as well and we have certain emotions, but it's oftentimes things that you have to be in like control of and be um, cognizant of, of those things as well. And sometimes you do just want to sort of like, f like fall into a puddle as a man, but you just can't do that because right. we have certain responsibilities. And I, I, I do think that being a man and being a woman is often about like tapering your, your vices. Like being a man, we just want to go and, you know, have sex with everything we see sometimes if right. we really go to our primal urges, right. but you can't do that. And if you can be in control of your lust as a man, then I think that that's really powerful. Being yeah. a woman, they might just be very attracted to status and money and all these sorts of things. That might be a vice that they have to temper. And I think that that's all a part of becoming a man and becoming a woman as well. But and particularly in our case is being able to be cognizant of all of these different things that we have to be in control of and be able to separate yourself from i agree do you think that it's necessary for a man to completely overcome these these emotions and all those things the ego you see ego is a funny one for me it's one it's one that i think about quite a lot because when i think about my ego i tend to think about um ambition and drive and wanting to achieve things and wanting to build things so i do think that there is a healthy a healthy sense of ego but the more i lean into scripture the more i realize that it's actually not necessarily you and you can actually mm. put that faith in god and you can actually trust god's plan but i think that for me in particular one of the biggest struggles for me is letting go and one of the biggest yeah. struggles for me is is any form of submission because i'm a bit of a control freak when it comes right. to the to the present and the future yeah, yeah so that's that's actually one that i wrestle with a bit yeah it's getting yeah, yeah it's um it's an interesting thing because I've realized that um, I think, and you can let me know what you think about it, is that I think that the absolute way to have clear or walk in clear understanding and insight 
is from a spiritual sense is to overcome like the emotions completely, right? Mm. Um, meaning like recognizing that it's like it's not us, it's not who we really are. It's just like the ego nature, the feelings. Mm. And um, but if we want to get married, if we want to have children and have babies, then um, we have to learn how to separate ourselves from it. But the tricky part is, is that learning how to separate yourself and, and learning how to watch it and be able to still lead your family. Because when those emotions come, and I don't know if you, you can relate, when those emotions come, it's hard to actually lead and, and be what you need to be in a relationship. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I've, got, I've, got, I've had many different examples of that. And even just in your personal life as well, when certain things come up, whether that be lust or whether that be anger or whether that be anxiety, all of these different emotions, it's hard to actually embody the person you are. And then it's a bad feeling when you look back and you think, I let that emotion get the best of right. me and control me. And maybe I'm not quite where I need to be in terms of being a leader and being able to lead a family one day. Are you, are you single or are you married? Um, no, I'm single. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but dating, I've, I've dated and um, yeah, I've just seen... It's, I mean, I live in L.A., so it's just definitely the dating scene is is interesting. But I've I've learned that and I tell the, I tell uh, my audience all the time is that um, I try not to look or, or seek, because in my experience, every time that I've looked for something, mm. when I seeked it out, I've only wanted one thing, which is the sex. Mm -hmm. Right. And I realized all the times the, the women in my life or, or whether it's relationships or, or good friendships that I, in my life, they've had just been added upon me yeah. and they've lasted longer and they're, they're a little bit deeper. So I try to just, you know, tell guys to, including myself, just to trust the process and let go. And even though those yeah. desires are like, man, she's, she's beautiful, she's pretty, yeah. those things change too. Yeah. But like, what is the heart of the heart of it? And when it's added, it tends to make a, a stronger connection most definitely yeah. yes I, I would completely agree i would say that every time i've gone looking for something it's been it's been more shallow yeah. but yeah there, there there have been occasions where something's been put in my path that was a bit yeah. more special um and it was a bit more aligned and this is something that, that i pray on man it's like uh, like give me the temperance to be able to just accept the process yeah, and like yeah. God, when i pray to god sometimes i say Introduce me to one of your daughters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't want to be out here on the streets, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. The I'm, letting I'm, go thing. I'm looking yeah. for a daughter, and I trust that you'll put one in my path. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. And that's and that's what I also say too. It's not an easy thing to do because obviously, like when you're an attractive guy, and then there's girls who also you know are looking. Hmm. But especially girls nowadays too, they they kind of throw themselves at you in a way or make it. Not even that they throw it out, but they make it obvious that they're they're interested. Especially when you're not interested. Right. Yeah. And you have all these options and they're like letting you know, like, you know, you can. Yeah. So it's not easy to be patient and let it happen. But mm. that's the, comes that comes the part where just being patient and just well, letting it I feel it like be. it's funny because I've realized that as a young man, all I ever wanted to do was gain some sort of status and notoriety and stuff, so that women would look at me and women would be attracted to me. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get there eventually yeah. and you, you sort of get some semblance of those things that you, you desired, all of a sudden now I have no interest in, in just random encounters with women or random women. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like you work, you, you work and you dream about that as a young man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm just going to have sex with so many girls. Yeah. 
and then you get there and it's like i've just got no interest whatsoever like it, it just doesn't feel it doesn't fill your cup it, you know? it definitely changes and i want to ask you about that um i have a couple questions that i want to ask do you think that so let's just say that a um god puts a, a woman in your life that you see that can go somewhere and then you're developing that connection do you think that sex should be taken out of the equation or do you think that temptation is even involved in that moment if it's the right situation or how do you think that process should go you know what i'm actually in that exact moment at, okay. at the moment nice which is funny and like and i do wonder to myself if the woman is someone who has waited and is if she is like like a christian and if she is for example waiting till marriage then I would absolutely, it might be tough because, you know, I've, I've right. not done that before. Right. But I think I'm at a stage in my life now where I'm sort of developing myself to the point where I could do that. Oh, okay. But okay. for me, it would be a challenge, man. It yeah. would be a challenge. Yeah. That's honest. But though. then when I do think about it realistically, I think to myself, well, sometimes I go months without sex mm. and it doesn't really affect me. So what is it that mm. I'm actually wanting here? What do, I, what do I want? Is it the company? Is it the companionship? Is it mm. the feeling? Or is it the bragging rights? Yeah. When my friends ask me, oh, have you had any girls recently? Do I want to say, yeah, man. What do I want there? So, Do, do, you, find, do you find that and when you get into those situations or, or you, know, you guys do the, do the deed, do you find that there's consequences to that or, do you, or it doesn't affect you in that way? I, you know what? I, I used to think that you know, having sex for a guy was just like going to the toilet. Like, it just doesn't matter. You, know, you can just do it. But then when you get older and when you start to like, if, if you, here's what I think, like leaning into Christianity and leaning into and like walking with God, yeah. you start to um, feel the light of God. And sometimes I think that the light burns because you begin to see all of your different flaws and you begin to see all of the different things that you've been doing in your life. Mm. And that's a lot of the time why I think that people reject this path is because it hurts when you sort of have to really look in the mirror like this. And yeah. one of the things for me is the fact of like being promiscuous in the past and no, nothing like overly degenerate, but just like a young guy who just doesn't really have any moral guidance like yeah. that. So I look back at it now and I think, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here upset about it, but I definitely wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't seek to emulate it. And if mm. I was speaking to my younger self, I'd probably say, relax. You, relax, don't, you yeah. don't need to. It doesn't, it doesn't make you a better person. You've got more important things to worry about. Yeah. You know, so let it go. I found that um, I found that when I've done that in past relationships, or I've got into those situations, and that the act has happened, I I found that um, what it did was it clouded uh, her and my judgment on certain mm -hmm. things. So what it did like enhanced the emotions, and I feel like when that act happens, it it makes it harder to see clearly on what is true and what is not. Because um, what it what I found is that doing that the sexual act awakes awakens the emotions more, mm. and men tend to be able to like recognize that okay, well I'm just in my emotion right now, and be able to be like okay, I just got to find my way back, and they're more grounded in seeing clear. Mm. But for the women, and not all women, but oftentimes they get lost in that motion and then they end up going left, right, up, down, not knowing the difference and they get caught up in emotion and they can't really see how to get back towards reality. Yeah. So that's why I've learned over time that um, staying away from it 
um, the best possible just helps both people stay clear. Do you do you see that in the same way? Or? Well, like I said, it's, it's never really something that I've actually practiced. Okay. Is is being with somebody and not having sex because okay. man, I grew up in a very atheist secular sort of culture, uh, and the okay. idea of waiting is just not. It just doesn't yeah. really doesn't really happen. Yeah. But now, like I said, I'm in the I'm in the place where I want to try it and I want to yeah. and I want to see how it goes. But yeah. it, it's honestly, it feels like a bit of a mountain to climb because yeah. when you've when all of your relationships have sort of been based off of that in the past, yeah. you wonder like, well, like what what is it without it? Well, like what what yeah. are we doing without? Like yeah. we're just gonna, like are we friends? Like, you know, like that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point too. Is because um, and then I might ask you a, another question, Please. different subject, but. Um, I found in, in a previous relationship that I was in, um, I didn't do it. We were together for almost three years and we didn't, not at all, wow. nothing. And, um, I was committed to wanting to wait until, you know, marriage for it. Mm. And what I found in that process is that, um, when there wasn't no sex, sex involved, we were able to, we had no choice but to focus on the friendship, right? Because mm. oftentimes where connection seems to happen is through sex, mm. meaning like there's this like feeling that we have for each other, like, you know, and when that happens, um, we think that's a connection, but it's just a feeling. And that's why when it dies, we're either cheat or cheating, people mm. cheat or they look for something else because they were like living off the feeling. But I noticed that when we didn't have that, when we would have problems, we were forced to solve the problems. Right. Okay. It kind of makes sense, man, as well, because yeah. if you think about it like a sugar addiction, for example, every time you, your, your, your sugar goes down, every time you're in a dark, you're a bad place, you just eat more sugar or, yeah. a, or a drug addiction or something like that. And it's like yeah. if you've got sex in the relationship, if maybe you've got nothing to talk about or maybe there's an underlying problem, maybe that's a way to just exactly. to mask it. But also another thing why I want to do this myself and why it's something that I want to embody is because... I think about myself in the future having some sort of a role with mentoring young men in some way. Because I want to use my platform in a positive way. And I want to direct people to, towards towards Christ in the end. I don't really speak about it too much on my channel yet right. because I'm really still learning a lot yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I want to direct young men in that direction. And if I'm not living that that sort of life and if I'm not embodying that and if I can't really practice what I preach, yeah. then then like that... It's not something that I'd talk about because I only like to really yeah. talk about things that I actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I do think that with all of the rampant degeneracy and promiscuity in our society, the way forward is for young men to lead by example. And mm -hmm. I think that the way, f the way that we do that is we cultivate a generation of young men who are Christians, who are followers of God, but who are masculine and strong. Because yeah. one of the problems that I see is that a lot of, the, a lot of young men are not attracted to Christianity because... They believe that it's like sort of somehow weak. But yeah. if we have role models and leaders yeah, over the next exactly. generation who are aspirational and who are strong and who hit the gym and who are like, you know, like the kind of guys that young men look up to and they follow God, we can we can we can create a bit of a renaissance. So. No, I, I agree, and you make a good point as well as um, the the reason why a lot of men or women don't want to be Christians in general is because Christianity, the face of Christianity is very weak and soft and fluffy and, and marshmallowy and nobody mm. wants to become that because it's not strong. It's not exciting. It, it's yeah. not exciting. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, but it's, like, it's in a bad light for so, sure. I, I think that if I was to paint the picture for young people, I would say it's one of the most, it's one of the, one of the ways that you can be a renegade is if you buck the culture and if you go against the yeah. grain and if you say, no, nah, I'm going to be pursuing 
morality and yeah. I'm going to be reading the Bible. Yeah, yeah. That's that that's gangster these days, you know. <laughs> that's, you know what's, what's crazy? See my the, what what happened what tends to happen though is that like I think where Christianity tends tend to take a left turn was when um they decided that they wanted to like study the Bible. And a lot of I'm not big on studying the Bible and the reason why is because I feel like what Christianity is missing is a real person. Mm. You know what I mean? And the reason why secular the secular world is so popular is because they're there it's issues that they're projecting, right? But it's real issues, mm. right? But the thing about them is that they're out of control and they're celebrating as good, right? Mm. But um I think Christians tend to hide and I think Christians tend to not be real. Like we like there's this like this this idea of trying to appear as perfect and do all these things instead of just being a real person and talking like a real person relating to people who are like, you know, doing things that they shouldn't. Cause we're all like, mm. we all can relate in that way. But I feel like another, um, and you can let me know what you think. I feel like, um, a place where, uh, Christians also went wrong is studying the Bible mm. because when you study the Bible, now you have this knowledge and information and it just kind of hangs over the, of your head, this expectation. And then when you don't reach the expectation, you beat yourself up, you feel like a bad person, when I think that we should just live life and enjoy our life, and let's just say we get in those situations and we end up being tempted and you end up uh, doing the act, hmm. um, but learning from yourself, being aware, learning from it, and not like trying so hard to walk the straight path. Right. And I think right. I feel like that tends to be well, the better option. One of my biggest barriers to entry to actually calling myself a Christian, because I kind of hit it for a few years. Yeah. You know? was was thinking that i've had this degenerate past and i've done all of these like you know thing things that wouldn't be accepted by you know a good god-fearing christian who am i to sort of tell anybody what to do who am right. i to try and lead by example who am i to try and join the church so studying scripture for me was about like understanding how to lean into it and it was about understanding how to have faith as well and was about just just understanding the messages so yeah, yeah. if i didn't if i haven't and like i'm no expert by any yeah. means but a lot of the questions that I've had are answered by reading C.S. Lewis, for example, mm. by reading um, Mere Christianity, by reading yeah. the Screwtape Letters. I'm not sure if you've heard of those books, but mm -mm. the Christian mm -mm. books. And also by reading the Bible and having like audio books where I'll listen to the Bible and then yeah. get asked a few prompted questions. And sometimes, for example, when you're reading the story about the Exodus, they'll ask you a few questions and you'll be like, ah, oh, that's what that story means. And it's kind mm. of like, yeah. okay, so they were angry with God in the desert for 40 years and they were all and it's like yeah everyone has that emotion yeah. everybody gets gets frustrated with god sometimes but god is still is still generous and loving so well to add to that that point because i think you you made a good point to what i had previously said is that i think that i don't think that it's bad at all to read the bible you know what i mean i used to really be i used to study the bible but mm -hmm. i mean maybe not in the way that you're saying but i used to study it to like because i wanted it to like um make me feel better. So I used to remember the scriptures. I used to highlight, I used mm -hmm. to do all these things. And, um, I didn't really, the, and a lot of the time it, it was helpful. Mm -hmm. It was helpful in a lot of ways, but I started like sounding like the Bible. I started like copying the Bible instead of like using my actual personality. Yeah, okay. I see that. But yeah. I think you make a good point in is that if we do read books or the Bible, which I don't think is wrong to do, we should, you know, pick those things up that we read to understand it 
and not to remember like a like a yeah. math test. You I, know what I, mean? I would say for me, it's been quite a, like a transformative thing because I think that human beings are, are looking for an objective morality. I think that we intrinsically inherently know that there's some sort of objective morality and mm -hmm. we kind of have to understand that and then it can yeah. be a transform. If you're looking for it and if you're seeking it actively and if you're seeking yeah. to understand it, then it can be quite a transformative thing. Yeah. And that's why before when I said the, the light of God burns sometimes, it's yeah. because if you, if you sort of realize where you've been going wrong, it can hurt and it can burn yeah. and you can sort of, but it, but it can change you and it can be quite transformative. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for that experience, but I do get what you mean in terms of people starting to sound like yeah. the Bible. And do you, do, you, do you think it's a problem in terms of you become unrelatable to, to other people? Um, I mean, and that's what I want to make clear too, is that I don't think like, and I talk about it a lot on the show, so the, uh, the people who, um, who know me know that I don't ever mean like the Bible's bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just like the, I just don't like the idea of, cause I seen it in my, my life is that studying to remember things because when I was remembering mm. these things and I was studying it and doing it every day and all these things, I started just to pick up the language and there's nothing wrong with picking up the language, but it's it, where it becomes wrong is the copying right, or like okay. using it as a sword or so like imposing it. Kind of feel like it's it sort of suffocates your own individuality as well and it kind of suffocates what what, what you're doing because you're you're just sounding like a generic sort of bible like a bible verse. thumper yeah, yeah like yeah. i sound like i'm like i'm being a, a like the average christian and yeah. that's off-putting to people yeah when in when in when actuality is better for me to speak to my brother in my voice right you know okay. what I mean? so I speak to my mean. sister like my actual brother my actual sister in my voice opposed to them never reading the bible never going to church and then hear me quoting a scripture to them it just kind of is off-putting, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I, that's actually a good point, man. I'm, I'm going to think about that. That's a really good yeah. point. Yeah. So that's what I find to be hard for people to want to even join because they're like, wow, that that's weird language. It's like Chinese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but let me ask you something else because I, I have these questions I want to get to here. And I don't know how long... You can say my show is only an hour. I'm, I'm, I'll stay, bro. Oh, okay. You just kick me out whenever you want me to. Right go. on. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so what do you think about, and then I want to circle back to, um, you said something about like how men, if men are genuinely seeking, then they'll find it. I want to circle back to that. But what do you think about dating apps? Because that's like a huge thing right now, mm. dating apps, but not even just the apps but messaging girls and guys on Instagram, Facebook. Like, what do you think about that whole thing? Um, I've used all of the dating apps. I mean, Tinder, I mean, I don't really know any other ones besides Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. I've used all three of those. Yeah. Uh, I deleted them all now. I don't use them all. But, like, I mean, I was yeah. using, the, like, Bumble about a month ago. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm not going to act like I haven't <laughs> used it recently. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it's very, like, the quality of women on bumble is not a very high standard and i'm just mm -hmm. i'm just being honest about that because every time i've met a girl on bumble you know yeah. that there's a lot of validation and with that swiping for girls yeah i get like 80 percent of guys that are yeah. swiping right. like they can a lot of them just go on there just for the just for the attempt yeah. just for the dopamine hit you know yeah whereas guys it's much more of an uphill battle and oftentimes this might sound a bit cocky yeah. but i'll be like even if I match a girl, I'll be like, would I, would I, if I saw you in person, would I be interested? Right. I probably wouldn't. Right. But this, right. this, this thing lowers your standard. 
And then every time I've met a really good girl who I've yeah. been actually interested in, they haven't been near the dating apps. So I, right. so I, I do believe that the best way to do it is Instagram, I think can be okay, but it has to be fortuitous. If yeah. you want to meet a girl, like, yeah. because I do sometimes shows like this and whatever, like then I've had an, an occasion where I've had a, like a nice girl who slid into my DMs and we've talked. But, right, 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 right. But um, right. It, people meet online these days, so yeah. we've 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 got to find a way yeah, to, to a do. way to do it. But. Yeah, I'm not even totally like, and I totally understand what you're saying too. I'm not even totally against like these things. The only thing that my concern comes from is like um, because I like I said I, I've seen it in myself. It's mm -hmm. like there's like this like desperate um what would you say like um unwillingness to just wait it out or mm. just to trust the process because oftentimes guys yeah like there's guys whose intentions are well and we we want marriage or we want like a family and stuff like that but sometimes we're not we're not always willing to wait for it right and i feel like like you said a lot of the times um on these dating apps with the the men and the women is that like um, just looking for something. I'll tell you what I think it is. I believe that we live in a culture right now where sexuality is everything. So if you look back 70, even 60 years ago, what was the status symbol for a man? It was being married and it was having a wife and it was having, a, having children. Nowadays, if you look around at our culture, what are the status symbols? Having a Bugatti, having uh, yeah. lots of girls under your arm, yeah. having all of this attention, having some ice on your wrist. Yeah. You know? So that's the status symbols these days. Yeah. Um, and I believe that people kind of tend to follow culture like that, yeah. obviously. So yeah. if that's the status symbols these days, then you want to have some really nice Instagram photos and you want to look nice and buff and jacked next right. to your car. And you want to have lots of girls, you know, you want to be going on dates with girls and yeah. sleeping with girls on Bumble. And then that makes you a high status man. And yeah, then you can yeah, tell yeah, all your yeah. friends that, you know, you're a, you're a high value man. Whereas yeah. you and I wouldn't think that because I would kind of like, like laugh at that now. Right. But yeah, that, I think it's according to it's culture. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a crazy, it's just a crazy thing. I think everybody me, I don't think everybody means to, to go to do these things out of like, um, feeding the ego or doing wrong. Okay. Being an ego or doing wrong, but it's more so like, um, like not understanding that um, we have to discipline ourselves. Meaning, like a lot of the women, like you said, uh, who are on these certain apps, um, they know that they're looking for something. In my opinion, they know that they want something, right? Hmm. But I feel like it's hard to know if they. It seems as if when they meet a man who is on there, they know why they're on there. Is right, like you know, maybe wanting the attention, wanting these things, but it seems as if they're going to judge the man and say, well, I know why I'm on here, like not telling them this, but thinking this, I know why I'm on here. So the reason why you're on here, I'm judging you for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing you as weak because I see myself as weak. So it feels like it's hard to like, for a woman to even respect right off the bat, mm -hmm. a guy that's coming from the dating apps. What do you think? That's a good point, man, because if, if a guy is on the dating apps and he's sort of, it's, it's a little, it can be like a little bit of maybe a desperate look. You're right. Yeah. So I can see, I can see what you mean. And a, a woman, it, and also with the dating apps, the power dynamic is completely on the woman's side. Yeah. So the woman holds all the power. Yeah. Normally the guy will be the one who has to initiate the conversation yeah. and make the conversation and ask for the date and all that yeah. sort of stuff. 
And I think that's that's okay if a man approaches a woman on the street, but on the dating app, it's like the woman's sort of sitting up here and the guy's like trying to climb up yeah, to, to get to like yeah. get clamor for her attention. It, and that's an instant red flag, that dynamic. And that's the crazy thing is that they know they know that that's the case. And some some don't like blatantly tell you like, oh, you're weak. But they love the attention. They love to play that a little bit. Mm. And that's what's, that's that's why I say, like, be careful. That's all I say. Because I know we got to just experience life, do these things, try these things. But I always just talk about, like, the reason. Think about the reasons why we go on these things in the first place. Mm. Where is that? What, where is that coming from? Is it because we really want to search for a wife or a husband? We really want that? Or is it do we just want to feel some type of satisfaction yeah. now or the t- the clock is ticking one of, the, one of the things that I've really started to look for recently is to try and find a more, to try and plug in with other guys who have similar values yeah, to me. Yeah, because yeah. if you're surrounded by friends all the time who are just like, oh yeah, like we need to Very just go true. out, we need to go and get bitches and all this sort of stuff, then it's it's just going to be, you're, you're going to be sort of chasing that your whole time. But if yeah. you sort of plug yourself into some other guys who have similar values and who have ambition in their life and who, who who aren't sort of like desperate for, you know what, all the time, yeah. then um, you're not going to feel that pressure. It's going to be a real relief of your shoulders. Yeah. So I tend to keep my circle pretty small these days. You know, I like meeting guys like, how old are you, bro? I'm 30, in my 30s. So like similar sort of age, yeah. you know, and meeting other guys who are Christian, have similar values, who can have these conversations. Yeah. And you should never feel self-conscious about the fact that you're trying to be better and you're trying to control your temptations. Exactly. So I would say for, exactly. for guys, if you feel like, oh shit, like I haven't had a girl in a while, I need to get on these dating apps and quickly get myself, so I can tell, yeah. then you're in, your, your friendship circle is a red flag. Yeah, yeah. And, so, I'm, and, and exactly. You got to have people who are willing to be honest with you. I want to ask you, Really quick, and then the show, we're already, time is, is already no way. winding up. It's crazy. Yeah. Fly by. Yeah. But I, I want to show you this clip. Um, I don't know if we, if you've seen it. No, you've seen the dog one on Jesse Lee Peterson's mm. show, right? Is that the, the one you've seen? With the dog? Yeah, yeah, not that one. We're going to do this one. It's, uh, it is called Love Language. You heard about Love Language, right? I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> uh... we're going to, uh, I'm going to play a clip where a lady is explaining exactly what love language is and how she believes it's important in a relationship. Um, Hassan, are you seeing it there? Because I'm not quite. Yes, sir. All right, are you able to play it? I am. Okay, yeah, please. It's called the five love languages. It's about just learning to love your spouse in the way they like to be loved. It's a number one New York Times bestseller that each person has a natural preference for how they like to give and receive love. He calls this preference a primary love language. And what that means is that the way an individual expresses or understands or receives love may fall into one of five categories. The first one is words of affirmation. So this is things like praise, saying I love you, giving compliments or verbally expressing care. The second love language is physical touch. This can include sex, but it isn't limited to that. A toddler may enjoy roughhousing, teenagers may like a squeeze from the side, a friend may appreciate a hug, or a coworker may like a high five or a pat on the back. The third love language is gifts. This is not usually about materialism, but more often it's sentimentality. People appreciate something concrete to remind them of the other's love for them. The fourth one is acts of service, doing something for the other person, like cleaning their car or packing their lunch, helping them with a difficult project, etc. The fifth love language is quality time, spending time together. 
people have a primary love language and they may not realize that the way they like to give love might not be the way the other person likes to receive it. So, and mind you guys, you can call in at 888-775-3773. We do have a, a few moments left here, um, about a good six minutes. So you can call in 888-775-3773 and uh, talk with Jake and uh, Joel. What do you think about love language and what that all is? Um, I think that as a man, you shouldn't be really caught talking about love languages. <laughs> it's very, it's a very feminine thing. I think it tends to be on the man's side. Like if a, if a guy can't get his wife to have sex with him, he might sort of start to explore her love language. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, to be yeah. honest, man, like there is a little bit of truth to it in the sense that people do like different things. Like yeah. for me, if I'm with a woman, I tend to like physical touch. I like a girl who's like quite touchy yeah. and that sort of thing. I don't care about gift giving. Yeah. So I think with, with like, I think all the guys that I know are kind of the same like that. Like they like an affectionate woman. They don't really care too much about gifts. Um, yeah. Whereas women like to receive gifts and they like your time and they like your yeah. attention. So I'd say it's, it's, it's just depends on the, on the sexes, but what would you say? Um, yeah, I think that, I don't think that like, I don't, and that's why I, I, I spoke about this not too long ago. And, um, I think that those things are can be like nice if that's what people like, but I think that a lot of the times, like it's ingrained that those are signs of love, hmm. and I think that those are like like you said, I think th those are nice things. Like say if you want you get a gift and you like gifts or whatever, but I feel like those just like puff the ego up, hmm. make you feel good. I feel like ultimately um, people really are looking for like love, like somebody who yeah. like. That's why it kind Respect of annoys that and, kind of that yeah. thing kind of annoys me because I think that love is rather objective. Yeah. And when you are in a marriage, if you can't acquire somebody's time, yeah, then that's that's a big problem. Or if somebody doesn't right. want to touch you, that's a big problem. Right, or right. if somebody never says anything kind to you, that's yeah. a big problem. So if you are somebody who's just not a, not nice yeah. to your spouse and you never say yeah. anything kind to them, yeah. then and you say, "Oh, sorry, it's not my love language. It's yeah. just like a cop out." Yeah, and, and and and. I think that there was this picture I played a long time ago. There was these two lions and these two monkeys. And the two lions in the photo were just sitting next to each other. Mm -hmm. the, the lion and lioness, however it works. And they were just sitting next to each other. And then the two monkeys were all over each other. Mm. And um, not that I like the, the lion, so in my opinion. But not that the monkey thing is wrong, but it's like I should know and the, the other person should know that love is there. Yeah. Right. Like we we're, we're grounded in understanding that love is there opposed to like trying to prove to each other that love is there by with all these things to touch the gifts and all that stuff. Those are like icing on the cake to mm. me. Like it's nice to have those things and I don't think that they're wrong. Yep. But I think that we shouldn't identify with those as love. You know what I mean? And just I, I think I get what it. you mean. So like the yeah. underlying like object objective nature of love is yeah. is, is go, got to be there and then those things can all sort of be branches of that objective love that right like there. he's working a lot so yeah. he's busy doesn't mean he doesn't love me because i know he loves me but mm. right now he just doesn't have the time mm. instead of thinking like well he knows my love language is quality time he should make the time no it's like you know you should know he loves you and he's doing the best he can to come home to you when he can to make it work so that's 
it's yeah. th these things do get, tend to get complicated a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's very much brunch talk with the girls. And uh, that's why they shouldn't be going to brunch, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> away from those brunches, bro. We have a call here and uh, they want to talk about the, the, the subject at hand. Yes, sir. Manuel, first time caller out of Canada, wants to talk to Jake. Yes. Uh, Manuel, welcome to the show. We have a few minutes here. Oh, yo. Okay, so first up, uh, shout out to Zenny because he put me on to your show. Right on. Right on, so, Zenny. Yeah, de facto producer. What up? Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you guys are reviewing this woman because like years ago before I even heard about JLP and you guys, I was actually following her online. And uh, back then, I thought she had like good stuff to say. But then like now looking at it, I just think it's like very worldly. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very like, much no, like the sort of modern Gnostics, you know, yeah. <laughs> the modern, yeah, exactly. modern, modern it's religion. Like all about like putting in the work and like trying to making relationships seem like difficult when I don't, I think that those relationships, if they're difficult, that they're not meant to be. And people are trying to make things that are not meant to be like meant work. to be, you know what I mean? Fair enough. What do you what do you think about? Yeah, no, I think so as well. I think so as well. It's complicating that some it's complicating something that we already have laid out for us. We intrinsically right. understand love, yeah. and we don't need to complicate it, so much and give ourselves excuses for when things aren't so good. Because right. in, when when it comes to relationships and love, sometimes things aren't so good. And if you can say, "Oh, it's because they don't know my love language," right? You know, that's a good point. Yeah, people are too attached. I think. Yeah, that's that's ultimately what it what it ends up coming down to is when you get too attached and the feelings take over you end up not being able to see clear like your 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 mind your judgment is clouded and that's when yeah. um you end up making silly decisions but i anything else uh there on that topic manuel no that's it for now you guys are at the end of the show but uh i I'm, i was super down listening to you on uh on jlp before there uh right jake thank you man i appreciate that yeah yeah and I think I know about your your platform. It's uh, Rattlesnake TV, and that you yes, said sir. you had like younger folks on there, and like it's Rattlesnake TV. Yeah, Rattlesnake TV. My audience demographics yeah. actually like forties and fifties mainly, but uh, yeah, we got some some yeah. youngers on there. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. I'll check it out. Uh, thank Appreci you, brother. Appreciate it, Emmanuel. Uh, call me again. All right, peace. All right, peace. Bless. Uh, really quick, because I I have to end. Uh, Plug all your uh, stuff. I mean, um, just so the people who listen here can go yeah. to your show and listen and stuff. So, uh, Rattlesnake TV on YouTube, right. Jake Rattle SNK on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So, did we get nice. that picture of Loyal Connor up? Or? Oh, <laughs> you got it? <laughs> Let me see. We gotta see that before we go. <laughs> Oh, there he is. That's my face, brother. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Cool. Oh, he's got I the freckles. See. He's I got see. the freckles and everything, man. I kind of see the curls and yeah, the curls yeah. too. Nice. That hey, it might be a cousin. And good I don't know music. About. Good right music, on. man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for coming and, uh, and doing it uh, last minute. Uh, a lot of you guys know I, I just met him this morning, and he was willing to come and do the show. And he's not from here, so I appreciate it. Man, man. it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's do it again right sometime, brother. Yes, sir. All, All right. right, guys. I got to end. Um, American Anchor Baby is coming in right now. You guys know his show is amazing, so make sure you switch over to his show. Follow me across all platforms across the board, Joel Friday TV. And 
subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff so we can get the message out. Until next time, y'all, I got to go. Bye.